That might be a little hot. Jim Carrey. I was going to guess Jim Carrey. I can do a good Jim Carrey, I think. JC, can you do a James Corden? Ugh. God, don't even <laughs> this is, I'd it. like this this bit for you where you can do impressions only of people that you dislike. <laughs> <laughs> Just like really accurate, but you actually really <laughs> don't enjoy them as people. Everyone goes for an impression of someone they admire or they look up to. Yep. They want to be, you know, there's something, there's cachet from being able to sound like the person. You should try and do impressions only of awful people that you don't endorse. Yes, and they say um, imitation is the most sincerest form of flattery or whatever bullshit. Yeah. And we can just turn that right on its head. Turn it around. Turn around. Speaking of turning around, um, Uber Eats on a Sunday afternoon, that's a bit decadent, don't you think? It is a little decadent, and it was a... um it was a podcast cost, so I'm, I'm writing it off on my tax as a, um, a business expense. But I was just on a long family call for Mother's Day, and then I booked this podcast straight away afterwards, and I you thought book it. Yeah. I, I don't have time to go out and get myself some lunch, so I'll, I'll try and prearrange it so that it, it gets here in the, in the gap in between, except they were just they were very fucking slow today, so... Probably because no one well, orders Uber Eats at 2 p.m. on a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, they just they switched on. They brought in uh, whatever the... What was your guy's name? I know you sent me the photo. Karun, I think. Karun. Um, and what'd you get, though? I got a um, fried Korean chicken sandwich with bacon ah. and some, like, spicy fries. Nice. From Boom Boom Chicken. feeling a little... Yeah, we'll, gassy, we'll see where this gassy. goes. We'll see where this goes because I put a lot of sort of uh, tickly food in there at quite a pace. So there might be some. Um, mm. I'm expecting some some fireworks, some loud boot. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, your mum's not here. Did you? Um, so you had a long. So it's Mother's Day. We're recording Mother's on Mother's Day. Day. Recording on Mother's Shout Day. Shout out to all, all the, the mums, mums out, out there. there. Yeah, I, I'm guessing that there's not one mum that listens <laughs> to this show. <laughs> Not a single mother. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Um, What's Ben's uh, wife's name? Laura. Laura. Yeah, I, d- I think maybe... There's a possibility there, right? Like if, if Ben's playing on a loudspeaker and Laura sort of just walks in and out of a room. Yeah. And I think also just on that note, the best way to hear this podcast is turned up to the max through some subwoofers if you've got them just blasting them through the house there's a lot going on in the base that we don't often highlight uh, but it's important to be playing this as loud as possible nick does a lot of work um just trying to get the levels right and there's a lot of there's actually a lot of technicality in the eq um that if you guys aren't listening to it on on speakers then you're missing out on on, you know most of the podcasts. It's where I dedicate most of my focus, to be honest. The content, the, you know, the the the, the Michael of it all. I, I just don't even yeah. really pay attention. But I do spend a lot of time getting those like suboral frequencies. Really, you know, I want people to feel it in their chest. Yeah, and you nail it, quite thank frankly. You. Oh, thank you. Back, back, to, back to mummies. Um, so yeah, shout out to shout out to the mums that don't listen to this. Um. That's why we have to shout. It's because they're so far away that yeah. in order to be heard, we really have to shout yeah. out. Yeah. But, I mean, a couple of mothers, and I don't want to speak for you, mm-hmm. you know, made 
made us. Um, I assume. Wait, so, and... <laughs> wait, so just to get just to start that sentence and really pass it sentence by just word by word, you said. A couple of mothers made us, but I don't want to speak for you. Thereby implying that you are the result of two mothers. No, I'm I'm the result of one mother and one father. But okay. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to assume for you. I don't know. How but then, why would you say a couple of you, mothers? Well, you know, I, I I kind of was hedging my bets there. Okay, so you didn't want to assume, yeah. but you did assume anyway. Yeah, I assumed, and then I, you know, I took it back. Okay, I see. But yeah, you know, we, we're the product of a couple of mothers and a couple of fathers, obviously. But as we know, dads Not necessarily don't do anything. Obviously. I mean, yeah. that's another assumption you've made. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, anyway, this was meant to be a nice uh, Mother's Day well, you, uh, message from me. You need to be quite specific. Up, so. I think you need to be specific in these kind of circumstances. Okay. What I was trying to say is, you know, we both love our mummies. Um, I love your mummy as well for, for having made you. Okay. Um, and, um, and Georgie, of course. Um, but what, what could make, what could make a mother more proud than raising two sons that have a podcast with over a dozen listeners, maybe even a baker's dozen? (laughs) Well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think you're completely right. Um, and again, other than the very unwoke way that you phrased that, I think the sentiment was lovely. Um, yeah. And I want to also give a shout out to all the people out there uh, struggling on Mother's Day because they've got shitty mums and you're forced yeah. into this position where, you know, there's all this hagiography of this, you know, mothership um, concept, I suppose, in our culture. And, and if you're out there struggling... I hear you. You know, I see you. I hope that that your shitty mum isn't around today on Mother's Day and that you you have an okay time doing the best you can. And I'm just going to piggyback on that and, and uh, shout out to all the shitty mums out there who um, don't know any better or maybe they had shitty mums themselves, but they've turned out to be utter crap. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids don't have podcasts of their own with over a dozen, maybe a baker's dozen listeners, mm-hmm. and um, maybe they're you know on drugs, or maybe they're just not interested, or maybe they just got bored of being a mum. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we can all relate to that. So yeah. shout out to the shout out to the the people who have shitty mums. Shout out to the the shitty mums, mm-hmm. and shout out just to the regular good mums. Well, and I also I'm gonna just piggyback on that. I'd like to also shout out the children of shitty mums who don't have podcasts because I think they, they, they're also suffering in their own way because they don't have that outlet. They don't have a place to express their views to, you know, maybe a dozen, maybe a baker's dozen other people. And they're just sat up there with all their thoughts, nowhere to put them as a result of perhaps a lineage of shitty mumhood. Um, so shout out to them for, for you know, their, their tough times. And hopefully one day they can find a $30 microphone off eBay and open up Audacity and get something going, you know, get out there and turn things around. Yeah, very well said, Nick. Very well said. Um, and that's what, I guess that's what we're here for, though. We're here to be the voice for those people. Mm-hmm. You know, we're here to be. Uh, a kind of a beacon of light mm-hmm. or, or a beacon of sound, maybe. Who knows? Um, for all those shitty mums and people of shitty mums, um, 
you know, we speak for them in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and and not only that, we provide, you know, uh, you know minutes of entertainment per, per week. And I also, I want to cut off a little bit of the criticism that I feel coming for this. Just yeah, because yeah. we ourselves didn't come from backgrounds with shitty mums doesn't mean we don't have the right to speak as if we did or to represent those who did. So, you know, I think some of this like Hollywoodification, this like culture war shit would come out Mm. and say, you don't have the right to talk about shitty mums. Well, actually, I think we do. And number two, fuck off. You know, we're the ones with the podcast. So just, just, just put that opinion back in the envelope and throw that envelope in the bin. Um, We have this right. And then... And then take the bin out. Take the on bin your out. It's Sunday. designated it's, bin night. Yeah. So that's yeah. for us. That's tonight. But it's not recycling. So just hold on to it for another week. I, I did that the other day. It's my it's my job as um, you know we have housemate designated jobs. Mm-hmm. My job to take out the bins. Mm-hmm. Boy, did I fuck up. We have what every fortnight. So it's you know you know how fortnights work. It's once every two weeks approximately. <laughs> Uh, so we have the bin night. The bin goes out in one fortnight, and then it's, the alternates with the recycling. Uh-huh. I, I I confidently last week put out the recycling mm-hmm. when it was glass. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's two weeks. That's yeah. two weeks that you have to wait. Yeah, that's that's a rough overflowing with recycling at the moment. That's a rough or glass or whatever. Rough pill to swallow. Yeah. yeah. So your glass is different to recycling. Yeah, separate. different bins, but also different days. Yes. No, not different days. So the rubbish goes out every week. Okay. But then it alternates between glass and recycling on the other weeks. Gotcha. Our glass and recycling are the same thing. They go in the same bin. Is that good? Yeah, it simplifies things, doesn't it? But you don't have you don't have organics, do you? So we have organics. We don't. No compost. Yeah. I think that they were intending to roll that out in Melbourne, but then COVID interrupted it all. Yeah. No. Thanks, Obama. Mm. Welcome to Deep Floor, everyone. Lovely Woo! to be back in uh, in little old Christchurch uh, using my own microphone and uh, speaking to someone with their own microphone. Uh, yeah. Just uh, probably a, a nicer edit coming up this week is what, what I'm hoping. Um, so, but we're not here to point fingers. Um, no, you did that in the uh, in the copy in the, the copy of last of week, week, so yeah. that's already taken care of. Yeah, no no fingers left to point. Sitting through the internet with me, my friend Michael. Hey, yeah, it's, it's it's me. It's me. I'm here. I'm lonely, but I'm okay. Okay, and I'm Nick. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Speaking of bins, tell me mm. tell me how you feel about this. We might have talked about this on the pod. Forgive me if this is a repeat. I just saw my neighbor walking past the house. Um, She's what I'd like to think of as a lonely person, much like yourself. She's probably in her mid sixties, red hair, Um, a little bit of a hunch, just a tiny bit. Like she's, she's still pretty active, but a a little bit of that sort of lent over hunch. And early for a hunch. It is, it is, but I feel like she's definitely retired because she's always around. She's always home. And always wandering around. And on a bin day, she will be out there grabbing an empty bin, a recently emptied bin, off the street while it's still hot. She'll be grabbing it the second that the truck's gone past. She's out there. She's grabbing the bins. But not just herself. She grabs the bins of everyone 
along the road. Every Everyone either side of her, she'll go through. And what she does is she drags it just a couple of meters in off the driveway and puts it on the grass in our front lawn and leaves it there. Now, I'm interested in some input here. This yep. fucks me off to no end. Because okay. to me, it comes off a little bit passag, where it's like, why have you not taken a bin off the street? Uh, now someone's going to think that we're a dirty street or something, or like she's got this image of what this community is. And it's like, it's been mm-hmm. a minute and a half and the bin's still there, but she doesn't like them on the street. So instead I have to walk to my front lawn and drag it all the way around the back, which has not saved me any time or any convenience. It is purely for her own standards as to what is acceptable to be left on the street for how long. Do you think I'm confused. That- I'm confused though. Where so she's dragging it from the street mm-hmm. to the the little grassy patch. So it, literally, anything, it is two meters. It is the end going, of my driveway. It is going on the closer curb. to your house. It is going closer to my house. It is literally on the curb. She drags it up the driveway two meters and then puts it inside my bounds on the grass in the front yard. So she's what's moved the, it what, two meters yeah, what's, closer. What's your to me. issue? Sure, but what's so your so irritating? Issue? I'm at home, like I'm I'm staring at it, like I I, she, I will close... get to my own bins at my own convenience. But it's closer to you by by a literally statistically irrelevant percentage. So it's it's just annoying to you because of your per, your perception that she is doing it for some sort of snooty reason. Yeah, it's it's so presumptive. Get your hands off my bin. It's not your bin. Who cares if it's there? I'll grab mm-hmm. it when it when I damn well please. But you're just projecting onto it. I mean, I'm sure if you sat her down, probably on the side of the road, and said, hey, what's the deal with the bins thing? Like, yeah. I, I'll get to it. Are you are you annoyed? Is this a passag, by the way? Going to use that mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a passag you know, move on your behalf. And mm-hmm. she might just be like, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you think that I, I just, I just want to make your life a bit easier, even if it's just, you know, two but, seconds worth easier. Yeah. But I think it's, I think she's, she's bored with nothing to do and she's just looking for well, ways to clear. fill her day because yeah. she also like, I just, I literally just watched it. Then she's picking up rubbish. She's pulled um, like weeds out from the front of my fence uh, like she, she's, she's on a mission to, I don't know, keep this street up to her own perverted standards and, and she's doing it in a way without questioning or consulting anyone else. Well, Nick, why don't, why don't you flip it? Why don't you flip it and reverse it? Brittany bitch. Not, not the that right artist. Not no. the same. Yeah. Um, maybe she is retired. And maybe she's lost her purpose in life and maybe mm-hmm. she's found some small purpose in this mm-hmm. in that she's picking up the litter and she's taking people's bins off the street. And in that, in her small way, she has found some purpose in her life, something to give her joy. Probably her husband or wife has died. See mm-hmm. that? I pivoted. did that note. Yeah, you, you didn't even draw attention to the last to it. minute. Yeah. <laughs> Very proud, very proud of myself. Yeah, pat yourself um, on the back for that. And I'm, I'm still, I'm still buzzing from the high from just being so. <laughs> this so is the leftist agenda. <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe she, maybe this, this is all she's got. Nick. Yeah, pick Come a different on. hobby. 
go go fucking learn how to yodel you know join a synchronized swimming <clears throat> class uh, go go hike the great outdoors you know leave my bins alone uh, i'm on tim bin lady to be honest oh, fuck give her the bins give her the bins well okay but here's my point if she's going to do the bins then fucking take it in and put it where the bins go around the back you know, don't half-ass it. If you want to be bin lady, great, love it. Go and take it to where it lives. Well, you could, you could, you could uh, passag her, passag. Yeah, I think I've, I think I've already killed it. To be honest, <laughs> the way that you sounded so unconfident really ruined yeah. the coolness. Well, you could, what you could do is you could leave a note on the bin, and mm-hmm. you could say, "Hey, if you really want to help, yeah, just down the driveway and to the left. This is my address." Mm-hmm. And this is where you can chuck it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, get your fucking fingers off my bingers. <laughs> get your fingers off my bingers. Just, just, rhyme, just rhyme it for no reason <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe I need to take her out. Maybe I do need to sit her down and say, look, I see what you're doing here, and I'm not a fan, so let me get my own <laughs> bins, or I'll come for you, and I'll kick yours into the street. <laughs> I'll come for you, but come this spelt C U M. Anyway, uh, keep going, Bin Lady. You're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> How are you? How's your week been? Um, busy, busy. You know, you know how. Yeah, it's all right. Um, miss, miss, miss you being around. You know, <laughs> even though we saw you for Once, a couple yeah. of hours. Yeah. Um, that's been nice going on a work retreat this week, which I'm a bit anxious about, to be oh. honest. Because is it's it camping. Like, yeah, well, it's not camping, but this is exactly what it reminds me of. Like school camp. Mm. And I hated school camp. Like, you hated school camp? I really hated school was camp. Was it because it was I, camping, camping? Like actual, like out in the bush or like any sort of excursion, any kind of trip? It wasn't camp. Well, I never went camping as a kid on a school trip, but it was like dorms and stuff. Mm. And I think I, we have, all have our own rooms, but I'm just getting just those those the uh, teenage kind of anxieties are flaring up thinking right. about it. But I'm sure it'll be fine. I mean, but, is it yeah. just like uh, having to be stuck in a social environment with people that you don't really know in a social environment? I think I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. And also, you don't have like I, I don't really know the people very well, um, and it's like I like I like my things the way I like them. You know, I like I like to shower twice a day. Twice I like a to, day. Uh, I like to shower twice a day. Why do you shower twice a day? Because it's not like a nice little reset. You shower in the morning before work. Yeah, and then you go to work. At yeah, the but place. then I usually go to. I usually go to the gym or go for a run after work. Okay, that's fair. If it's after exercise, I get that. But even if I don't exercise. You'll still have a night shower. Yeah. Okay, so what time are we talking? Like 5.30 when you get back or like 11.30 when you go to bed? Probably like 7.30. After dinner? Yeah, let's say that. Yeah. Well, before dinner is even weirder. Having a before dinner shower without having exercised isn't that's a that's an odd choice. Well, it doesn't matter. Um, but the point is that you know I like my things. 
I don't like people. I'm not ready to let this go. Sorry, you're trying to move on to the, the camp thing again. Well, is this a like a, a like a she's she's doing it? The bin ladies. She's on she? the she's on the street. She's she's got out. Take a photo. Take a photo. Put it on the nah, there's chapter a hedge. You can't really see it. Um, <laughs> get up. Invite her in. <laughs> hey, can you come sit on this podcast, please? We're um, just talking about you. We were just talking about you. We've called you Bin Lady. Do you have an actual name, or is that should you want to just be known that? <laughs> it's Bin Lada. Um, yeah. So where, when did this start? How did you get into a two showers a day? Because you have to know this is this is an excessive amount of water and showers that you're having. Oh, I don't don't shame me. Well, defend it then. Well, I like it's something that I like to do, and fuck the environment. <laughs> <laughs> I use less I how about this? I don't wash my hands. <laughs> so it kind of it makes up for it. <laughs> and I don't drink water. I don't drink water I never at drink all. Water. Yeah. And I don't have a lawn. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Can justify it. Go on. Yeah. Back to your camp story. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it too much because I'm getting nervous thinking about it, but um yeah, I got that coming up. I've got nothing else really to but tell like, you about my life. Once you actually get out there, it's not going to be. Um, I guess so. And it is in a very beautiful part of Victoria. So mm. it will be nice to get out of the city, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Do you have to make your own way there or they they commandeering I a have bus cho- or something? I have chosen to make my own way there. Okay. Yeah. I need to feel like I can leave. Okay. That's I think, fair. you know, but yeah. Mm. yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'll report back on the next pod. Is it this coming weekend? It's, um, no, it's during the week. Oh, that's so fun. it still count, count, counts as work. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, what's going on in your world? How is your flight back? How is, uh, I assume you got COVID. No, didn't get COVID. Um, wow. so yeah, I, uh, uh, had a fairly easy return home. It, it's always a little disconcerting how easily you settle back into home life and you're like, okay, this is my rhythm again. So the um, adjustment from that perspective was pretty easy. The only um, slight uh, hiccup, I suppose, or it's not even a hiccup, just like the only part I've struggled with is just getting the head back into the work mindset and being like ready to fully sort of commit to that like the various projects that I'm doing and just finding that like halfway through the day, I'm like, Oh, I just want to be like on holiday again. Yeah. 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 Holiday is better than work. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And I mean, my life is, is definitely an easier work life than KC who's, you know, back straight back into the office the day after we got back doing his, his, you know, white collar office job which would have been a yep. much more egregious um, uh, contrast between the the holiday life and the, the work life. Yeah. But did you, you had fun in, in Melbourne when you were here? Yeah. Yeah. It was um, a fairly brief visit, to be honest. It was only the three nights. So after all of the time that we'd spent in Adelaide and the touristy sort of things that we did, we really only spent Melbourne with people. We didn't do a huge deal in terms of, of sightseeing. We did go to the NGV, which was really cool. There was a good um, queer exhibition on at the moment, which had a lot of interesting stuff. Um, 
And beyond that, it was basically just, yeah, seeing people and, and eating food and, and things. So a nice way to sort of cap off that trip with a change of scenery before we, we got home. Yeah. I, I listened back to the last, to the episode mm. um, that, that we recorded and I thought it was good. I mean, audio issues aside, mm. so it was good. One thing that I did realize is that like the, um, our conversation style like really is quite, is a lot quicker. Yeah. In you know person, what I mean? Like mean. yeah. in person. Yeah. Like it, I was like quite um, struck by it. Yeah. Well, that was the natural cadence of normal conversation, right? You're not deliberately yeah. taking this pause where there's like a half second Skype lag and you're, you're, you're sort of uh, in this format, it's impossible to forget that you are deliberately recording a, a show. Whereas in that environment, I was also struggling as I was doing, I was constantly upping all your levels because it was so low, which meant that I was listening to it sort of phrase by phrase. And it was definitely the case that we we're talking on top of each other a lot more. You had that natural kind of, oh, we're just two guys having a chat and the microphone's kind of irrelevant, which then um, was very noticeable in terms of how that edit came together. I basically didn't cut anything out of it because you couldn't. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Because it was all uh, on top of itself. Whereas here, you know, I think we've now been on the air for maybe one and a half minutes because I just keep all the good stuff. Right. Well, thanks for doing that. Um, yeah, it was a good app. Um, we didn't do uh, a sh- so it was our eighth year anniversary recently. So we didn't mm. talk. We didn't say anything about that. So happy birthday to us! Yeah, thank you. That was eight yeah. years, one hundred and eighty fucking whatever episodes. Eighty three. Eighty three. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I think I mentioned this, or maybe I just thought it, but eight years ago we were. 24 mm-hmm. in eight years time we'll be 40 <laughs> yeah fuck. that's fucking wild yeah that's that's a strange thought i mean hearing that when because like if if you were to say um like but walk into a room with you know like go to a party or something like that and you're having a chat and you're speaking to someone else and, and you're like oh you know you know i'm a chemist or something and you're like oh yeah how old are you and they they said 24 you'd be like oh like you're a baby (laughs) like that that feels like a long a long time ago and that there's a whole lot of growing up that happens between 24 and 30s and yes so yeah i'm i i find it the concept of the people that we were then to be very far removed i think from who i feel like as a person now yeah well absolutely you can tell it in our hair for one thing <laughs> yeah yeah that photo is just like like i talk about it all the time but like i am going so gray that it is it is scaring me like my barber the other day like did the thing where he put the mirror at the back of my head mm-hmm. and because i only see the front of my my head i think you said this really, last episode yeah did I? Maybe it sounds familiar. Oh, whatever. But yeah, like you, I was just you're just shocked. Shocked. Yeah, I was shocked. Um, but yeah, it is it is weird. Like you, when I my 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 cousin's partner, who they they've been together for so long, I remember 
at Christmas one time, finding out that he was 40 and he just seemed so young to me. Yeah. Well, he seemed, he seemed like, he seemed a lot older than me, but it was like, when he told me he was 40, I was like, 40, what the fuck? Yeah. And it blew my mind. And now it's just like 40 seems so young and even 50 seems young. And I know like everyone says this, like I remember my dad saying to me that, you know, he used to think that his dad was old when he was 50. Yeah. But it, but it's so true and it's so so weird how it is so relative to your own age mm. that you know, your your idea of youth and I guess it's also being pushed back even further now with who knows what like people are I guess they're living longer so that's one thing. Mm-hmm. People are also dressing differently, you know, mm-hmm. in their 40s and and 50s, so mm-hmm. that adds a bit more youth. Maybe they're Maybe we're healthier. Well, that, yeah, I mean, that's I, the other thing I was going to say, both in terms of what we know about dietary stuff and, you yeah. know, how to keep um, fit and that sort of thing, like the more awareness about eating well and, and that sort of stuff. But then also cosmetics, like the people have been paying attention to their skin, have been putting on sunblock now for a generation versus people who didn't ever wear sunblock. All of that kind mm. of stuff is going to shape the way that, aesthetically like the there is a uh the signifiers of aging are now going to be pushed later and later so like seeing wrinkles and seeing that kind of stuff is no longer going to be a 40s or a 50s thing it's going to be a 70s thing right yeah and it's um it's also i guess stress as well like when our grandparents were alive mm-hmm. they were they had like eight kids and a mortgage and you know their wife had died already yeah and now we're like you know get you, you i'm not even thinking about kids you know at all yeah at this point yeah. um so you've got that you got that stress but when people you know in the 60s were 60 70 they look fucking old you know yeah they look really old yeah and now paul rudd's just out there yeah you know, 71 just and looking looks like incredible pubescent boy yeah yeah the other thing about 60s, 70s era, of course, was life progression, which, again, probably contributed differently in terms of stresses. But people getting married at age 20, you know, like you'd, mm. you'd be like fresh out of school, you'd have your, your your boyfriend and then you'd get married and then all of a sudden you were in a house together because your 23-year-old husband who had a, a job at the law firm was able to buy a house with his $7,000 salary or whatever. Yeah. So that all affects that, that progression as well. Yeah. It's, it's something that I think about a lot, this, this age thing. Um, and I've probably, I think we've had many conversations about it, but just thinking about where you are in your life. And I don't know about you, but I'm constantly comparing that to, other people's age, um, not just, um, you know, people that I admire. Like, uh, you know, I've looked up when radio, how old Radiohead were when they made OK Computer. Yeah. It's like 28. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, I'm 32 now. And they've made this masterpiece. So I do that, very unhealthy. <laughs> but then I also do this other unhealthy thing, which is like compare myself to my parents and where they were at my age. Yeah. And I feel I feel like at some point you can't help it. And especially when you pass the age that they were when you when they had you. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Like my dad was 32 when he had me. Yeah. And then that really kind of kicks into gear. And I know it's not a, a healthy thing because it's also very much a, a moving um, frame of reference. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it's apples and oranges. Like, I, I guess they they are comparable to a degree, but you're it's hard to account for the the stretching of time and and the things that we we're just talking about with with also youth culturally. and vitality. Yeah, culturally as well. Yeah, but and if but, you think yeah. about that, you know, between us, which I agree on as guys, think about how different it is now for women, because women, yeah. you know, if you go back fifty years. Like, as I said, they were getting married young. They weren't working as much, if at all. Um, and they were having kids younger. So now you have a generation or two of women who come up in the world who do want to work, who have their own goals and, and things as well. And then, you know, if they were to do that comparison, it could be in some circumstances, like I'm 29 or I'm 30. And at this age, my mum had had both of my siblings but i am you know still single or i am you know still out there working and i'm not ready to have kids yet and i think that mm. comparison for them is probably a degree of life progression scarier than guys face because if you right. were looking at the kids situation there's very much more a biological clock thing ticking if yeah. you're if you're a woman um right. so so that i think must be even more sort of existentially panicking or anxiety inducing yes. if you're a woman comparing yourself to previous generations yes because you've got you've got the cultural the culture moving but yeah. your your biology isn't no um and so that must be very confusing and yeah stressful yeah and i guess i think that's why you start to hear a little bit more about women freezing eggs if they can afford it or uh deciding that they're not going to wait for the partner and, and, you know, get a sperm donor and have the kid now while they can at the age that they want and, and trust that everything else is going to, you know, work out as they want. But yeah, it, it would be a very intimidating comparison, I think. Yeah. And it, it's also like comparing yourself to like, all you know, growing up are your, of, of adults is, mm -hmm your parents and then I guess their friends and your aunties and uncles and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I find myself constantly you know, going, you know, oh, I, I feel like I'm kind of like Uncle, you know, Carrie in some ways. Uh, but it's kind of a, it's a false comparison. It's, it's very confusing. I feel like, I feel like I should stop doing it full stop, but I am also, I'll never stop. The idea of tracking where you are in life versus other people. Yeah. Yeah. And I we mean, that is the, the classic takeaway, right? Like you're not in a race with everyone else. You're not. Yeah. There's very little to be gained from that kind of juxtaposition. Um, but that was also something I mean, that I used to think about a lot in the early years of um, my coming out where all around me, people, you know, I'm talking early 20s, I guess people were settling into long-term relationships and, and they'd had the high school, you know, um, girlfriend and then broken up and then gone to uni and then, you know, found that the next partner and it looked like it was going well and they're moving in together or starting to buy houses. And then I was stepping out tentatively into the world and being like, hi, yeah. um, 
would anyone like to have a boyfriend? Um, like <laughs> the very first like teenage effectively years yeah. of, of, of dating as a gay person is very different. Yeah. And you're like looking around being like, how you're moving in together in a house that you bought mm. together. And I'm like looking for my first boyfriend. <laughs> and you yeah. know, like that comparison was always very like disconcerting if you let it get to you. But then the, that that's that realization that we've been talking about where it's like, no, you can't, you can't compare it to other people. There's nothing that nothing good comes from that. No, but I mean, it is, you know, it is that has been delayed for you, I guess, to a degree. Um, but, you know, it's funny because, like, yes, you, you know, you had a, you got your first boyfriend a while after I, you know, ended a long-term relationship. Yeah. It's interesting that you've, you've now, you're in a, you know, a very long-term relationship and I have, you know, been in and out of two long, long-term relationships. Yeah. Um, and so do, do you feel like it all, it's all kind of like, do you still feel that that delay or that you you lost some years there in terms of that that relationship development? No. I think because my immediate circle over here are all mostly coupled up as well. So that's felt like I've I've just joined the club effectively. And it, I mean, yes, there's always things that you're comparing yourself against. And that's, again, just kind of the point to, that always comes back, which is that there's no point yeah. in comparing it. But like the, the next thing you could go is like, well, they bought a house together and, and, you know, lots of people are buying houses. And it's like, I don't know if that's something that I want to do over here. If it's something I can afford to do, you know, KC's wanted to buy a house, but the current yeah. market is so crazy. It's like on hold because yeah. how do you even do that? And so all of this like frame of of reference you know keeping up with the joneses just starts to feel ridiculous um yeah absolutely and i think that's that's a good point like your immediate friendship group has a lot to do with it and from someone who i mean we've both done this but you know a lot of my friends that i had in adelaide who you know i don't really see or speak to that much anymore but they were very much you know we were, we were a close friendship group at one point you know six seven years ago um they are in a very different place in their lives they uh most of my friends in adelaide are now either thinking about buying a house or having kids yeah um and very much settling down yeah or have already done it and very much settling down or or getting engaged as well yeah and my, my friends in in melbourne here basically none of them have are doing any of those things yeah um and i feel very much more you know, aligned with with that now in terms of pri- my life priorities. Um, but do you think you know, that was that- in some ways uh, inevitable in the sense that the likelihood of you being in a being single now and being able to go out and go and get a drink or go out on a Saturday night and you know hit hit the clubs is more likely to see you interacting with also other single people versus people with kids or people with mortgages like it would be harder for you to do the things you want to do or live your life that you want to live here with 
people that had settled down with kids, had houses, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, I guess it's like a chicken egg thing. Like, did I, did this, did these kind of, did my life priorities develop um, as a result of living here and, and making a, a new f- friendship group mm-hmm. uh, with people who are in a different place of their life or want different things out of life? Yeah. Or or did it, um, or did I move to here because, did I move away from that in Adelaide? Yeah um as a as a as more of a as more of a choice yeah um i don't know the answer to that mm. i think probably on some level i always wanted to move away from adelaide and i didn't want to i wasn't really interested in in settling down early earlier than i than i needed to yeah um and that's probably you know uh, who knows what what that's about mm. you know is it i mean even the idea of having kids now and having a house, I'm just like, oh, you know, that I'm I'm ten years off that. I feel like I am now maybe where where everyone else was in their early twenties. I'm starting to feel like, yeah, maybe one day, but yeah. in my early twenties, I was like, nah, never. Um, well, it's interesting because I have a mental picture, and I maybe someone bored enough to trawl through our earlier podcasts could find evidence of you saying like, oh yeah, I definitely want to have kids when you're in your twenties. Well, that's true. I do want to have kids, but just not for not a immediately. Time. Yeah. Do you do the maths on that? Cause that's the one that, that sticks in my head a little yeah. bit where it's like, okay, yeah. 40 and I'm having a kid. That means when they mm. turn 21, I'm sixties. Like yep. that maths yep. is concerning. Well, not, yes, not no. even concerning. It's just like when you start to work that out, it's like, okay, so then I die and they are in their forties. Does that yeah. feel like, right? Like, like that's the, that's where the pressure starts to feel like, okay, there is for me still a kind of end point where it would be too late for this. Yes. Um, no, I definitely do all those, all that arithmetic. Um, and I guess it's like every year that you don't have kids, if what having kids is something you want to do, is it is really a year less that you get to have with them. You could think about it that way. That's fair. Um, yeah. Apart from, and that that's aside from, will I be able to play, you know, catch with little Buster or something, you know? <laughs> and you've said um, for years that your first name of choice for your son would be Buster. Buster and- Brown for for full, yeah. Buster Brown. <laughs> But is that Buster Brown, or is that a middle no. name? Yeah, no, just two names. Oh, so you're marrying a Brown and getting rid of Zabrecki? No, it's Buster Brown. Buster Brown. No, no middle Zabrecki. name. Zabrecki. Yeah, Buster Brown. Just one word. Also, I'm. I'll, I'll do the hyphen thing as well. Okay. With the with the with the lady that I end up knocking up. Um, <laughs> Or marrying or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, no, like, are you going to be, are you going to be, um, and also are you going to be able to, able to relate to your kid, you know, because you, you know, if your, if your parents had you at 30, mm-hmm. um, then is that true for you? Yes. Yeah. Mine too. Um, then you've got, you've kind of got this window of ability to relate to, and I'm not saying, I mean, you have, 
you relate to your dad with music and stuff. My dad, um, I'm just thinking through the mess now. My dad had me when he was 37. 37. Really? And my mum would so have been 34. 40. Yeah. Right. So I haven't, go. I haven't quite crossed that threshold yet. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think kids, or I see friends of mine that have parents who did have them later in life, you know, forty to forty-five, mm-hmm. um, and they have a great relationship with them. And I have friends that their their parents had them at you know twenty-five, and they don't. So I guess there's like no rhyme or reason to it. Um, and I think that part of that is the the specific family situation. Sorry, the light outside is is fascinating right now i don't know how i don't know if a photo will really capture it but what describe it so it's sun it's 4 20 so it's getting close to sunset the there's been a that's that's the one from from the drug yeah my man Um, token it up let's get some of that marijuana in this joint let's get let's get a couple's let's get let's get a couple of bongs going let's rip some fat puffs and let's let's smoke that green flute. Shaka, baby. Shaka, shaka. Um, <laughs> so uh, I don't know really how to describe it, but it is nearly sunset. So it's a very angular light coming from behind me from over the house, firing like a laser beam at the uh, opposite side of the street, which is illuminated in a golden now sort of glow. But it's against a backdrop of a very stormy gray sky that had been raining earlier. It's really quite mm. just sort of this magical vibe. Um, and so I think I, you did a pretty good job of, job of describing that. I just, I had my attention completely drawn to it and, and perhaps I need a better quality camera to capture it, but it was magical. I, I'm just going to keep looking at it. Yeah. And that's why I would say, <laughs> some people <laughs> you, would say you've just seen God. Yeah. I was going to say, this is exactly the kind of 420 chat that you'd expect. Um, yeah. From two stoners like us. From two... Stone is like us, just picturesque. Um, when I was a kid, and I was a a, a believer in God, um, I'm a believer. I, I could see you if I tried. If I tried, um, Smash Mouth. Um, well, then I saw I, her face. <laughs> I think it's Tom Jones, isn't it, or Billy Joel? I definitely think of um, the Shrek version. <laughs> oh yeah. It's the smash, smash, smash mouth ridge. Smash, smash. When I did see, like, you know, the, how the light comes out of clouds, in yeah. like a, and it kind of disperses. Like, yeah. I, I remember, I would just think, fuck, that, that is God, because I've been, t- I, I was, I was actively told that yeah. it was God, but I, I remember just being like, you know, that's amazing. That's amazing that God just like, pokes his head out like that does of thing. the clouds. Yeah. At four twenty. Every day. <laughs> um, I forget what I was what I was going to say. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're oh, just being inspired other, by nature and shit. Yeah. There was one other point I wanted to make, which was that the whole kids thing is um, interconnected with the house thing. Because I think part of me would be like, do I, um, do I want to be renting with like a baby? Or would it be nice to actually have a house that was that was mine to to be able to fit out as needed for a kid or something like that. So that I don't think that's mm. 
a separate question either because it's also a, like a finances thing. Like if you're paying for yeah. kid, can you pay for house? Like all, all the other stuff is so connected to those choices and decision making. Yeah. Yeah, it's all connected. It's all pipes. But um, yeah, maybe if we're still recording this when we're 40, we'll reflect back and we'll, you know, note mm. the growth. Wouldn't it be weird if this <laughs> is like the halfway point of this podcast? We just crossed halfway. Well, I wonder when we're going to stop doing this. Like, it's got to, I wonder who's going to cave first. <laughs> yeah, it might, you know what? It might genuinely be like, I've got a kid now and I can't find the time or something like that right i reckon yeah i think the likelihood of i think the the most likely scenario is that one of us i don't know something happens like some major life thing happens and then we kind of do we we peel it back to like maybe once a month and then it's like you know we do it it once it disappears yeah six months yeah which would be a shame it would be a shame but also, like, we it could also just be like leaving the door open. So you yeah. know, who knows? Maybe we would be sixty. And we hadn't recorded one in four years or ten years, and we'd be like, <laughs> "Hey, let's record a pod." Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Like, part of me likes the idea of like, let's have a one final hurrah, like Christmas episode, and then it's done and it's finished, and like we go out on a high. But the realist in me yeah. is like, no, it'll just like we'll have had a, a decent one maybe in the last year, and then. It just gently trickles away to nothing. <laughs> yeah. And then our kids. And then our kids pick it up. And then going, our kids Ugh. pick it up. Dad. Yeah. Mm. We'll be like, try and sell this merch. Anyway, we should it's probably not, start not recording. Um, yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about this week? Um, I've got a few things yeah. up my sleeve. Yeah, yeah. Um, top of the list Oy. is a question. Oh, I love a question to start a pod. All right. Would you rather have mm-hmm. no genitals or mm-hmm. no legs? No legs. Easy. What? Easy. Why? What do you mean? Why? Because I want my genitals. Why do you? I want, mean, one of them is already a leg anyway. But then no. the <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the other thing is that you can just get like prosthetic legs. You can still walk. Like I could be a fucking sprinter with no legs. Like it doesn't stop you doing anything. It doesn't stop you doing anything. <laughs> yeah. We're entering the future, um, man. You can already get incredible um, prosthetic arms and things. You've already got really incredible prosthetic legs. Like, it it really won't be a huge deal. Chop my legs off. <laughs> Chop them off. I reckon no genitals. Absolutely not. I think so. It'd be like just like being like a dog. You wouldn't miss it. Wait, after wait, a wait, while. wait, wait. Have you ever had an orgasm? I've heard about that. What yeah. is that? Okay, so that might be the reason, because genitals can be used like productively for fun and for pleasure. So that's maybe why you were just like willing to let it go if that's never been a thing. But are you thinking about just like not being able to have an orgasm again? Yeah. But like, look at a dog. And, right. and like, have kids. I mean, well, it doesn't really change your circumstances, does it? Of course it does. Casey's got bucket loads of sperm in <laughs> over there. You don't need, ah, need yours. I told you not to talk about the picture of the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you no, can, I, you can like, I mean, sperm donor and, a, and an egg donor, and then you've got a biological kid. 
All right, how about this then? All right, okay. you have no genitals, but we've already taken your sperm. So yeah. that's that's. Don't worry about that. No. Does that sweeten the deal for no. you? Why no. why why am I trying to get you to sniff? <laughs> I don't know. Genitals? But it seems like you've made this choice for very limited reasons. Why would you get rid of your genitals to well, keep your legs? You, well, I just think. Well, first of all, I don't want to be in a wheelchair. You don't have to be in a wheelchair. Well, okay. When I was thinking about this question, I was thinking about it as like you just had two nubbins, kind of like Joe from Family Guy. Sure, but Joe from Family Guy still able to be completely mobile, still able to work, still able to go hang out with his friends. You you can do that with no genitals too. Yeah, but what's the point? What's the point? Yeah, you wouldn't even notice it. Look at these dogs that have their genitals snipped off. They're happy as they're happy as a dog. Uh, the, the the like ridiculous really yeah get get like well, think about an, an a, a paralympian sprinter you know just give me those those like razor blades F- fucking let's go man you're gonna do it with razor blades you know the ones uh, i mean <laughs> like the the kangaroo legs the little bouncy sprinty ones that looks like okay. great fun it's like being on pogo sticks yeah okay <laughs> it does look really fun I don't know. That's it's like a whole faff. I'll just I've you, asked two people this question. They both said I just snip off my legs. Yeah. So it makes starting me now. I'm starting to think that maybe I should have a bit more pride in my my ghoulies. Yeah, or just like put them to use, just like work out what they're good for. <laughs> I'll find something. I'll just start sticking them in things and seeing seeing what works. Sticking seeing what them. sticks. Sticking them in. Sticking them. Well, there's in. three of them. There's two bollocks. <laughs> And a knob. Okay, you don't you don't need to go all that way. They're like they're a friendship. <laughs> There's like a natural like, endpoint there. They're like can... a gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just well, terrorizing I, the look, neighborhood. Get on it. Give it a go. See 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 what you can do with it. Because I feel like right, you've well, made a, a hasty choice there. Well, call in if you if you got opinions on this, guys. You send us an email. Yes, and it can just be with well. If you send us line. an email, it's not going to get into it. It'll just be immediately sent to the spam folder. Well, let us know. <laughs> send send Michael a DM. Send send me a dick pic yeah. and uh, let me know in the comments. So All right, uh, also, what else? Just just for Mike, when you're picturing this question, are you picturing like Ken doll, like completely yeah. smooth, or do you think there's like yeah. vestigial stuff? Like this is a completely no. alternate world where you never had it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, should we do a little bit of science news then? Yes. <laughs> it's that time. Time for science news. Okay, um, I'll send you this little link here. Um, have you heard anything about Dali Two? It's the sort of uh, it's very hard to phrase, but it's like Wally, but it's Dali. Um, it is an AI that generates um, images. Have, have you followed anything about the computer ability stuff? Maybe we'll just no. watch this video at the same time. Have you ever seen a polar bear playing bass? 
or robot painted like a Picasso? Didn't think so. DALI 2 is a new AI system from OpenAI that can take simple text descriptions like a koala dunking a basketball and turn them into photorealistic images that have never existed before. DALI 2 can also realistically edit and retouch photos. Based on a simple natural language description, it can fill in or replace part of an image with AI-generated imagery that blends seamlessly with the original. DALI was created by training a neural network on images and their text descriptions. Through deep learning, it not only understands individual objects, like koala bears and motorcycles, but learns from relationships between objects. And when you ask Dolly for an image of a koala bear riding a motorcycle, it knows how to create that or anything else with a relationship to another object or action. The Dolly research has three main outcomes. First, it can help people express themselves visually in ways they may not have been able to before. Second, an AI-generated image can tell us a lot about whether the system understands us or is just repeating what it's been taught. Third, Dolly helps humans understand how AI systems see and understand our world. This is a critical part of developing AI that's useful and safe. Given a picture of a monkey, Dolly can infer what it would look like doing something it's never done before, like paying its taxes while wearing a funny hat. Dolly is an example of how imaginative humans and clever systems can work together to make new things, amplifying our creative potential. I am not sure I'm following. <laughs> Did you watch the video? I did, but I just didn't register any of it. Do you want to watch it again? Wait, so the person, again? the person puts in an input, types something like yeah. a kangaroo playing basketball or um, three hats full of watermelons. And it or a monkey generates doing its taxes. Yeah. And it generates that image. I think I got image. stuck on the monkey. Yeah. It generates that image out of nothing and makes oh, a right. realistic. It creates. It creates that image for you just based on right. like random criteria. Can anyone try this? Uh, I think it's publicly accessible, but I don't think there's a website that you can access yet. It's like an API. Um, oh, okay. So what, what, um, what can, what use will this have? Well, in terms of uh, like advertising or, or that sort of thing, I think will be one of the first applications where people will be able to create imagery that, that suits their needs, whether it's for your website or, for a, um, a school project or, you know, just for, um, you know, scientific um, exploration of, of the capacities of these kind of AI things. Um, it's a, a fairly big advancement, but it's also um, morally or, or like ethically coming to this point now where we have the technology to create photorealistic, completely like passing photography of things that never happened or never existed in a way that will now just ruin our ability to tell if something is or isn't real. Right. So you could type in Hitler blowing Trump and it will generate, you know, a realistic image of yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, historical you could, you, event. without the, the pornography aspect, you could, you could say, you know, Scott Morrison shaking hands with KKK, and it can create that that piece of propaganda for you, or um, like the the potential implications of this kind of technology are kind of scary. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like akin to the deep deep fake stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Have you seen the the Twitter feed? This person does not exist. No. It is basically exactly what it says. It's just a um, 
a feed full of images that are computer generated. If you go to thispersondoesnotexist.com, it's basically creating photos of, of oh wow photorealistic people. And if you just hit refresh, wow, you just get a different what? person. And none of these none of these people are real. This is not photography. This is just a neural network sticking features together to create people. Oh, she's kind of hot. But are they are they just using um, they're just using you know the hair of someone and then the eyes of someone and then putting it all together in a very simplistic way, yeah. Right. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they take, do look like real people. They they all look like real people. This person does not exist. dot com, but none of them are real. They're not. They're not actual humans. I actually think I know one of these guys. Oh yeah. Huh. You can also go to this horse does not exist.com it does the same thing okay. with horses this cat does not exist right like our technology for recognizing um imagery and and shapes and that sort of thing and being able to now constitute new ones is kind of incredible well this uh that's a big win for bots that one it you really know, is you want to you'd want to be using one of these guys I'm assuming you can just download them. Yeah, I guess so. And do does anyone get the same two people, or is it just no. kind of recycle? No, it's all everyone's new. All new. So you've never seen the ones that I've just seen just then. No, really. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. I, I'm guessing with this uh, Wally shit as well, it's going to be a lot of memes coming out of <laughs> coming out of there. Yeah, it's going to be the big number one memes meme generator well. on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought yeah, it nice. was cool to sort of see that. And again, if you watch that video back of the Dali stuff where it say like a monkey doing his taxes and then you just say, were to say, and add a hat, like it can go back and understand the context of what you were just inputting and, and change it up again. No, a bigger hat, a different hat. Now with glasses, red glasses, like the, the subsequent ability to know where the things are that it changed and revert it or right. uh, maintain it as necessary is, is kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We're living in the future. Mm. Anyway, this is, um, it. this is my way of saying that I'm going to actually replace you with a person that does not exist so that I can just talk to myself. Well, a lot of my friends in high school thought I didn't exist. So. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm not really sure. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, you can find a whole bunch of other enjoyable episodes down in that old podcast feed, as well as at deepfort.podbean.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter for notifications when an episode goes live. You can jump on Instagram. You can listen to our songs on Spotify and listen to them on SoundCloud. And you can always send us a question or a comment to deepfort at gmail.com. Thank you very much. How was the outro? Was it good? Uh, I fumbled it a little bit, but I think in the edit, no one will notice. Okay, great. I just wanted to give a couple of bit quick birthday shout-outs. That's cool. Um, in chronological order. Um, so, Julius Notinsky, um, happy birthday. She's happy uh, birthday. my cousin, of course. Mm -hmm. Very gentle, very beautiful, very creative soul. Mm -hmm. um, and she turns 48. Why does that sound so creepy when you give people compliments is um, it your tone of voice 
Yeah, I think I'd go down like a... You like monotone it a bit and it becomes a little bit serial killer. Yeah, 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 you're right. Um, So happy birthday, Julia. Um, (laughs) Yesterday yesterday was was Dave Webber's birthday. Happy birthday, Webbs. Does he ever get webs? Um, don't know, and I'm not sure how he'd feel about you calling him webs. To be honest, <laughs> he's not a big fan. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, yeah, he's he's old as fuck though. He's actually quite old. He's older than you'd think. He's. I mean, you've never. Met I mean, him, never met him. So it doesn't really. I don't have a frame of reference. I thought he was two years older than me for like most of our friendship, and it turns out he's like eleven. Eight. Yeah. 11 how um, old is he 11 years older than oh, yeah, i think I he's know. like he's pushing 43? 40 yeah something like that that's anyway he's pushing. old as fuck yeah old that's as fuck. shoving 40 yeah it's holding 40s face down in the toilet wow happy birthday dave um <laughs> <laughs> and um i don't even know if lee listens to this but it's lee's 30 something birthday on well, tomorrow god we're all anyway babies yeah, and then you're coming up next week or yeah. this week. Next week, yeah. And then I'm the week after. Yeah. Doing anything for your birthday this year? Doing? Uh, no, I haven't. Like, it's kind of crept. I can't believe that it's May, to be honest. I don't know where this yeah. year's gone. So I haven't really thought about it. 33, yeah. though. Like, it's not It's not a big, not a big thing. I think, I think um, I'm thinking of just not doing anything. Like, active, like actually not doing anything. Mm. Which is like usually I like to go out for like a, a you know like a nice dinner or something with some a small group of friends. Yeah. But I'm starting to feel like just even that is like like get over it. Like you're sort like, of withdrawing into a bit of a shell, aren't you? Like nothing left to really glom onto in terms of life or friends. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. But it's just it's a bit like. It's a bit cringe. <laughs> don't you think? It's like, this well, is I my special I think it's day. I think it's cringe if you do that. If you go there, if you have a, like a night out and you expect everyone to have brought you a present and you expect a little song and dance about it and you want a card from everyone and you want someone to like really treat you and you expect them to pay for the bill and all, like that's a little bit cringe. But, but if you just like, even if this is an excuse. going out for dinner. No, but I think if, if this is just an excuse for you to catch up with your friends, just go out for a nice bite to eat, then sure, that, I don't think that's cringe. I guess so. I guess if it's like it's an, if it's an excuse to bring everyone together. Yeah, if it's just but, like, hey, let's catch up. That's great. Mm, yeah. Well. Um, happy birthday, right. everyone. From happy birthday. And happy birthday Nick to Nick and us. the serial killer. <laughs> Oh, that's actually not a bad name for this podcast. <laughs> I was told that I make my bed like a serial killer the other day. As in because it's always made? Well. Or you mean the actual style in which you assemble the sheets is serial killery? It was just because it was made. taught. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, JP. But I'm not... Haven't killed anyone yet. <laughs> JP! Um, all right, so I got a new segment that I've actually been sitting on for ages, um, and I made the jingle maybe a year ago. Wow! And we just haven't found the. Uh, to be honest, I would have changed the jingle, um, if I had done it now. 
Well, but, you've still got a day before I'll edit it. So if you want to want to have a tweak. Nah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when you say I would have changed it and there was the opportunity to change it, you've decided no, I, that you won't change it. So Well, I don't I don't even I don't have the project file anymore. Oh, you've just got a, an made another computer. Yeah. Yeah. But um But that doesn't mean you can't so, recreate it. I mean, look, I'm not, I just kind of said that. Like, it's the only reason I would change it is because the new segment is called Michael's Facts. And I just like, I've, I've named all of my segments with my, I put my name in every one of the segments, you know? <laughs> yeah, it feels like, a little bit territorial. <laughs> it's just branding, baby. <laughs> um, this, this does, okay. Feels like we've in, impinged on some other segment concepts we've had in the past what so what what distinguishes michael's facts so michael's facts is just some because I'm, I'm constantly thinking and questioning and wondering mm-hmm. about you know the little details in life nick as you mm-hmm. know um and so every now and then i'll some, something will occur to me and i'll be like oh why is that the way that that is and then i'll look it up but what distinguishes this is that it's probably not something that you you fucking idiots have thought about. <laughs> okay. So it's like an okay. aggressive fact campaign. No, that's just the pitch. Okay. Um but you know, I I think I see things differently, you know. I'm I'm a I'm a uh you know, like a a, a voyeur of of life. Um <laughs> <laughs> building an image this week. Yeah, I just I was the dali of my words. I'm yeah. just throwing yeah. random shit at it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, okay. So I'll play the jingle and then I'll tell you what this week's Michael's facts is. Okay. Um, I do feel like we have had some fact-related segments previously. Sure. Uh, look, I can change the jingle to be just I don't know something with two syllables that can replace Michael that is a bit more. No, inclusive. no, it's, it's not about it's not about me or you. I just feel like conceptually, and I can't bring it to mind at the moment. But I feel like there oh, was a an interesting facts kind of segment that we had a while ago. Uh, I've accidentally forwarded you something else, but it's no, a dick pic. <laughs> no, it, it's something about. I really don't want you to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. You don't need to unsend it. I saw it. Damn it. Twitter's chickens come home to rest. Uh, I imagine at some point we'll talk about Elon. Mm, yeah. Michael's facts. Michael's facts. Facts machine. Here's a bonus fact. If you've got knowledge, we'll look it up. Because Michael's facts are here to stay. Yeah. Okay. One. Lovely. Two. We've definitely had this segment. You've definitely already done Michael's facts because okay. you've sung that jingle to me before in real life. And I think you forgot that you yeah. had this jingle and you've just gone away and made like a, a, a jinglified version oh, of it because all yeah. of the lyrics and tune are very familiar. So all you're doing is just oh, bringing yeah. back Michael's facts, oh, okay, <laughs> which okay. has been previously established as a segment oh, right. with a jazzy new you know, uh, gloss on it. Oh, well, no need to win everyone over again then. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel but like anyway. that when I brought in a 
I feel like I, I, I do need to go back and re-listen to this because I'm sure that there was a little bit of a head-to-head competition here where I had introduced something along the lines of Nick's facts and then you had tried to claim a different segment <laughs> and rebranded it as your own. So uh-huh. I'm going to have to go back and check the tapes here to establish the legality of what you're trying to do, whether this is effectively a coup. Um, <laughs> but for now, um, the board will allow we'll, it. We'll allow it play. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, <laughs> all right. So Michael's facts. Here we go. All right. So I like going to the movies. It's probably one, it's, you know, one of my, my, my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was sitting in, in the movies the other day and I was wondering, why is popcorn the movie food? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's directly associated with the movies, mm-hmm. you know, more than anything. Maybe you see it, at, you know, other kind of fairs and stuff, but it's definitely like if you had that, whatever that game is where you have to do word association, Jeopardy. Whatever. That's not Japanese. <laughs> if you said movies, like what do you Popcorn. what would you think of? Popcorn, exactly. You just did it. So I and so I, I looked this up. Why has why has popcorn become associated with movie theaters? Also, why is it the movie food? Can be a noisy food. There's some crunch in that. You're in an environment where you'd want silence. Well, I'm very glad you brought this up because my initial thought and I should have been focusing on the movie, but instead I was thinking about popcorn. My initial thought was, my initial theory was that popcorn is actually quite soft on the crunch. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's quite, it's quite, you know, it's texturally it quite soft. Squeak. It can squeak, can't it? It can squeak. But if you, if you contrast that to a, a chip, a potato chip, you're getting, oh, you're getting softer. a lot of crunch. But then the guy in front of us uh, kind of put that theory to, to bed with his fucking, he, he was going to town on this, um, popcorn. I remember um, once as a child, I was uh, very excited because I just bought a packet of chips, brought them to the cinema. I was like, yeah, man, I can't wait to eat these. Like, uh, I think Samboy barbecue. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I, mouth's already drooling. I can't wait. Got into the movie, started, you know, cracking open this packet. First mistake, very loud to open a packet. Second mistake, go in for a chip. Oh, it boomed around the theater like a fucking gunshot, and I realized yep. my mistake. You can't you can't eat chips in the cinema. It is yep. too crunchy. Yeah, or bring a gun into a movie theater. Well, sometimes you can in the US. <laughs> but yeah, no chips. Chips are a big no no. Mm. Like maybe you could get away with a kettle chip and like suck it. No, until well, yeah, you have to suck. Yeah, you have to suck it. Um. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, I thought that popcorn was the movie food because of, you know, the sound, but turns out it's not. And let me tell you what it is. Um, So just a bit of history of popcorn, and I won't go into too much details, um, but um, the earliest um, traces, the earliest discovery of popcorn was a thousand years ago, um, and they discovered traces of popcorn in Peruvian tombs. That's quite recent. Only 1,000 years ago. Yeah. I would have thought that's would... like a 4,000 years ago kind of thing. They had corn. Yeah. They had fire. Well, popcorn comes from maize. Yeah. Um, which uh, originated in Central America around 8,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, in recent years, they I found traces in Peru. 8,000 years ago. 
Well, they say once you pop, you can't stop. So, mm. all right. So, I'll just kick this off, and I'm I'm reading a bit of an article, but I'll just live edit the boring bits. Didn't um, do that successfully last time, so I'm eager to see how this goes. No, this is a bit more fun. So don't worry about that. So um, popcorn was the last thing that movie theaters wanted within, you know, their walls um, as they began to open in the early 1900s. Um, the motion picture theaters wanted to mimic the prestigious vibe of existing performance art theaters. So movie theaters started out as a kind of an upper class thing. They wanted it to rival, you know, a play or an opera. Mm. It wasn't like the casual, you know, experience that we that we see today. So at the time, theatre productions were primarily for affluent white people um, wearing their finest clothing. So people would dress up, you know. They wouldn't just go in your thongs and your... What do you wear in the movies? Singlets. Thongs and singlets. Small, th- small, small movie theatres soon led to um, plush movie palaces with fine carpets and furniture. Two things that popcorn does not belong on the audience and uh, Wallace cinemas is still keeping that going <laughs> um, audiences were uh, the audience was lit were literate because most of the movies back then were um, didn't have any sound yeah and where you had to read title cards so that came with a bit of you know already a bit of education Cache. a bit of yep. bit of wealth so the eventual introduction of movies with sound in 1927 expanded movie theaters' target audience past those who were literate, but food and drink were still not a part of the viewing experience. This began to change during the Great Depression's financial pinch. People could enjoy the simple luxury of popcorn, which cost around five to cent, ten cents at that time, without breaking the bank. Um, a vital part of the movie-going experience is sneaking sneaking in bits of food, which is exactly what patrons did, despite signs forbidding popcorn. Um, so they still didn't allow it, but people would sneak it in because it was easy. So it's, owners, it's funny that a hundred years ago, uh, cinema goers were still popping to the shops before they went to the movie theater to buy the cheaper version yeah. of what they could get at the theater itself. Well, the reason for that is because, um, they used to have, um, because you could, Making popcorn was could be very mobile, so you could have like a little cart and push it around and still make it wherever you went. So these these entrepreneurs noticed that people wanted to snack during their movie, so they would park their little cart outside of the movie theaters and make the popcorn, and people would take them and then try and sneak it into the movie theaters. Mm. But then the owners caught on to this, and they were like, well, one, we could cut out the middleman here, and make more money off these uh, idiots. Two, theaters without popcorn machines have lower profits. And three, popcorn doesn't rely on materials from ex- exporters. Um, so the final point hit especially hard during the World War t- during World War Two when items like sugar were harder to obtain. And by the 1940s, popcorn and movie theaters became official besties. Really, <laughs> official besties. <laughs> Um, giving way to the birth of concession advertisements. This is actually on Nerdist. Okay. Um, But anyway, so popcorn became part of the movie-going experience from essentially the war Mm -hmm. and... um, Depression. The Great Depression. So there you go. I thought that was a a bit of fun fact, a bit of fun Michael's facts. Yeah, a bit of fun Michael's facts. Um, 
in in coming episodes. We'll go in, into the history of carrots and why they're orange. <laughs> the history of carrots. History of carrots. History. Look, I'm down for some carrot facts. Some real carrot facts. That's my shit. Oh, it's good. I'll, I'll give you a little teaser. Megan, it's got it's got everything to do with Napoleon. So <laughs> okay, what a cliffhanger! I, Stay I, tuned. For I that. don't know if everyone else felt like the energy really died at the end, but ignore that because there's now a great reason to come back to the next Michael's facts. I mean, I don't think the energy died. I was having a great time, and we all learned something. Did you not? Did you not find that interesting? I found it interesting. All right, cool. Sort of like just, a, the delivery was off. Yeah, it was that sort of murderous monotone kind of. Again, I just sort of felt like I should be running away. Yeah. Well, I think people should be running away from this podcast if they if they knew it was good for them. <laughs> a baker's dozen. A baker's dozen. <laughs>